Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Nahmadu nusalli ala Rasulil Kareem. Amma ba'd. Inshallah today uh, we'll start our Sira session from where we left off. Uh, we left uh, and uh, we were talking about Ghazwatul Badr. And uh, inshallah uh, we will try to cover, uh, if not the whole Ghazwatul uh, Badr, the rest of the Ghazwatul Badr, at least uh, most of it today. Allah Azza wa Jal uh, refers to Ghazwatul Badr uh, also as uh, Yawm al-Furqan as in uh, Surah Al-Anfal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا يَوْمَ الْفُرْقَانِ يَوْمَ التَّقَلْ جَمْعَانِ that uh, Allah Azza wa Jal is uh, saying that uh, we send down to our servant Rasulullah sallallahu on the day of uh, Furqan or day of criterion meaning the one that uh, 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 distinguishes between the haqq and the batil and the day when the two armies met uh, and th- these two armies refer to the army of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the army of the Meccans. So, uh, like uh, we are aware of, Allah Azza wa Jal also uses this very same term, Al Furqan, for uh, uh, Al Quran as well. Uh, that it is the criterion to distinguish Haq from the Batil. Um, on th- th- that day, we talked about uh, uh, some of the tactics that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, was using for Ghazwatul Badr and in general uh, throughout his uh, life we see that Rasulullah showed from his actions how to perform an action, how to utilize all the asbab of uh, of an action uh, at the same time you always trust in Allah Azza wa Jal and you make dua to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and uh, we see that in Ghazwatul Badr especially Rasulullah prepared well at the same time he was continuously making dua to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala one of the things uh, that happened right before the Ghazwat al-Badr happened the night before, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent uh, the rain also. Uh, and this, this rain, the, the benefit of the rain was that it uh, obstructed the, the, the mushrikeen to further progress. Uh, and it also became a blessing for the Muslims uh, as uh, that worked as uh, uh, to cleanse anything that they had in their hearts. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions uh, about, uh, about uh, Yawm al-Badr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Meaning of the ayah is Allah says that remember when we, he covered you with a slumber, slumber as a security from him. And this is interesting that uh, you are uh, about to fight uh, your enemy and uh, you are uh, you f- you felt sleepy and uh, sleepiness uh, especially in this case is referred to how calm the muslims became and this is uh, 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 this was a ni'mah from allah azza wa jal and he caused a rain to descend on you from the sky to clean you thereby the law is saying that uh, because we talked about that previously as well 
that uh, uh, the, the Muslims at that time, they had some Rizza uh, Shaitan, meaning they, they were not going towards fighting, they would rather go towards the caravan and get the spoil uh, from there. Uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala planned differently. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning here to clean you thereby and remove from you the rizq of shaitan, meaning the whispering or evil suggestions of shaitan, and to strengthen your hearts and make your feet uh, from thereby. So this is Allah Azza wa Jal's uh, uh, Rahmah that descended on the Muslims. And on the 17th of Ram- uh, Ramadan, the second uh, year of after Hijrah, this uh, day Yom al-Furqan occurred. And uh, <clears throat> the, when the two armies met, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continued to make the dua even at that time as he made the dua previously as well. And uh, the meaning of the dua was, Oh Allah, the conceited and the holy uh, uh, the Quraysh are already here, defying you and belying your messenger. Oh Allah, I am waiting for your victory, which you have promised me. I beseech you, O oh Allah, to defeat them, the enemies. And uh, 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 Rasulullah ordered the Sahaba very specifically about when you are in battlefield, make sure that you are not... Uh, 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 when the when the enemies come very close to you, then is the time you throw your uh, arrows. So don't waste them, basically, uh, and uh, uh, use the sword when uh, uh, use only sword when the, that's the only option you have at that time. As the Hadith of uh, Sahih Bukhari that says, the Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, "إذا أكثبوكم فعليكم بالنبل," meaning when they do come near you, throw your arrows at them. Meaning, Rasulullah was even ordering very specific orders of the battle. It's not like it was an unprepared war or something, and he was just uh, trusting in Allah Azza wa Jal. Rather, he was. Uh, uh, he was giving specific directions and commands to the Sahaba uh, how to fight. On the other hand, when Rasulullah was making dua, was making dua, Abu Jahl was also making dua, and his dua was that, "O Lord, whichever of the two parties was less kind to his relatives and brought us what we do do not know, they destroy him tomorrow." And uh, uh, the, the kuffar were uh, very confident that they are superior in number and they are equipped. Uh, at the same time, uh, later on. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions and the hadith of Rasulullah mentioned that they, they actually start losing their hope. One of the things was because the caravan was, uh, uh, caravan w- was escaped, some of the people did not want to fight. Uh, but uh, it was Abu Jahl, uh, he was uh, pushing uh, the, the, the kuffar to fight and reminding them of uh, the loss that they had in, uh, in the battle of Nakhla where, uh, uh, where Amin al-Hadrami was killed which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Now, when the, when the armies uh, got, to get, uh, got in front of each other, uh, the battle actually started when uh, one of, uh, uh, of the, 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 the person from the Kuffar, Al-Aswad uh, bin Abdul Asad Al-Makhzumi. He is the very bad-tempered person. He came out and he actually uh, swore that, uh, he swore that he would drink the water from the basin that Muslims have uh, gathered, uh, or he will, uh, basically he will kill the Muslims and destroy them, and then he will go and drink the water from them, or he will be killed. And he engaged with uh, Hamza, radiallahu an, uh, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu and uh, Hamza uh, uh, killed uh, uh, Al-Aswad. And after that, uh, uh, they, had, uh, they used to have a way of fighting like uh, duels, uh, people come from each side and they will uh, face one another. So from the Kuffar side, the three people who came out were Utbah bin Rabi'ah uh, with his brother Shaybah and 
his son Walid bin Utbah. These three came from the Quraysh and they wanted to, uh, they, they, they wanted to do the duel. And uh, from the Muslim side, uh, three of the uh, Ansar, uh, they came forward. Uh, Auf and Mu'adh, they were the sons of uh, uh, Al-Harith and Abdullah bin Rawaha. Uh, these three came out to fight uh, fight the, uh, the, the Meccans. But the Meccans actually they replied back, we have nothing to do with you. Because they, for them, they wanted to, uh, to fight the, the people from Mecca who migrated to Medina. Uh, upon which Rasulullah called them back and he sent Ubaidah uh, bin al-Harith, Hamza, his uncle, uh, and his cousin Ali radiallahu So now when these three moved forward, uh, they had uh, the combat and uh, the, the, the three duels happened. And those uh, ended very rapidly actually. Hamza killed Shayba, uh, the, the brother of Utbah. And Ali killed Walid, the son of Utbah. But Utbah actually was able to uh, injure uh, Ubaidah uh, bin al-Harith very seriously. But uh, before uh, he, he fell, Hamza actually attacked Utbah and uh, he was able to kill Utbah as well. Now, uh, about, about this day when this fight was happening, uh, Ali radiallahu anhu, he used to say the, the ayat of this word al-Hajj that says, Hadani khusman khtasamu fi rabbihim that these two opponents, believers and disbelievers, dispute with each other about their rub. This, uh, this ayah specifically was revealed for Ghazwatul uh, Badr. Now, after those duels uh, happened, uh, the, the, then it was like an open kind of a fight started. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continued to make dua, like one of the dua mentioned in Sahih al-Muslim that says, Allahumma, uh, Allahumma uh, anzili ma wa'attani, Allahumma ati ma wa'attani, Allahumma intahlik hadihi al-usabah min ahli al-Islam la tu'abad fil ard, that O oh Allah accomplish for me what uh, thou hast promised uh, to me, O oh Allah bring about what thou hast promised to me, O oh Allah, if, if this is if this small band of Muslims is destroyed, thou will not be worshipped on this earth. This hadith was uh, narrated by uh, Imam Muslim in his, in his Sahih. And he continued to uh, uh, to make the dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replied the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with his help. And uh, as Allah azza wa jal mentioned in uh, Surah Al-Anfal, it says, uh, تَسْتَغِثُونَ رَبَّكُمْ فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ أَنِّي مُمِدُّكُمْ بِأَلْفِ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُرْدِفِينَ I will help you with a thousand of the angels, each behind the other, following one another in succession. And this is the, dua, the reply to the dua when Rasulullah was making. This, the, the dua was replied with this. And Rasulullah وسلم, uh, uh, told Abu Bakr uh, that, Oh Abu Bakr, glad tidings. Uh, are there for you Allah's victory has approached by Allah I can see Jibreel on his on his mare in the thick of standard so there are many ayat and a hadith uh, that goes in the direction of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped uh, uh, the Muslims on the day of Ghazwatul Badr uh, by sending the malaika to help the Muslimin. now uh, uh, a few things to understand uh, here and inshallah I'll mention some of the incidents that uh, that that talks that talk about the, how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sent the malaika and uh, some of the incidents that talk about how the malaika were fighting during, on the day of Ghazwatul Badr. But uh, <clears throat> the point that needs to be understood here is this: that uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala 
has helped Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, after Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi fulfill the the asbab or the, uh, the the things that have to supposed to be taken care by the Muslims also so they took the initiative first and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped them so meaning uh, for the Muslims even today as well when we are hoping for uh, help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have to make ourselves deserving of the victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning we do the things that make us uh, make us the one to whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help it's not the thing of uh, any kind of a hardship or anything happens only thing that we are doing is uh, uh, making dua to Allah uh, dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a very important thing. We should never ever forget our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the dua. As a matter of fact, one of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that uh, 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 meaning the dua is the meaning the uh, uh, the, the core or the brain of the ibadah or of the worship is the dua. So dua is an important thing, but it has to go along with the actions as well because we are required to perform actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, made incumbent on us or obliged us to, to, to perform. So even when it comes to fighting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, obliged us to prepare for that. It's not just uh, making dua. So uh, not to say dua is not important as I mentioned very clearly. Dua. dua has to go along with the actions as we see from the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, uh, on the day of uh, uh, Badr, uh, that uh, at an instant, the Jibreel, uh, instead of Jibreel, uh, Jibreel Rasulullah took a, a handful of gravel and he cast it on the enemy. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about even that action uh, that uh, created some sort of a, uh, a standstorm kind of a thing on the. Uh, on the kuffar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, that says, فَلَمْ تَقْتُلُوهُمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ قَتَلَهُمْ وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى وَلَيُبْلِيَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ مِنْهُمْ بَلَاءً حَسَنًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِعُونَ عَلِيمٌ And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, uh, is mentioning here to Rasulullah that oh, you, Muhammad sallam, threw not when you did throw, but Allah threw. Meaning, look here, when he says, إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى uh, here it's not saying that uh, 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 what it means by that is it is uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, within his uh, this is in his in his knowledge what happened number one second thing is he is the one who helped you meaning the victory that it comes it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes you have probably done an action but the thing is the victory is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Imam uh, uh, Ibn Kathir mentions in his uh, uh, tafsir about uh, about this ayah and he says that uh, uh, the meaning of that is not because of your power and strength that you kill the the, the mushrikeen who were many while you were few rather it is he who gave you victory over them just as he has said in the ayah, وَلَقَدْ نَصْرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرِ وَأَنْتُمْ أَدِلَّةِ Meaning, uh, and Allah has already made you victorious at, at Badr, when you were a weak little force. And uh, uh, many places like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, like uh, another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, كَمْ مِنْ فِيَةٍ قَلِيلًا غَلَبَتْ فِيهِ كَثِيرًا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ How often has a small group overcome a mighty host by Allah's leave. And Allah is with the, the, the patient one. So uh, uh, the idea here is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives 
the Muslimin, the victory, but an effort has to be uh, has to come from Muslims. They have to do the preparation. They have to do the work from their end. Now about uh, uh, about the, uh, the 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 help from the malaika that happened. Uh, uh, there are many a hadith and one of the hadith in uh, Sahih Muslim and that is reported by Umar bin Khattab and he mentions when it was the day on which the battle of Badr was, Badr was fought Rasulullah cast a glance at the, uh, the kuffar and they were on one, they were 1000 while his own companions were 319 as I mentioned before also this number uh, uh, some hadith says 319 some say 17 13 so this number is a little bit varies but it's over 300 uh, numbers the Rasulullah turned his face towards the Qibla the hadith continues on then he stretched his hands and began his supplication to, uh, uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala O oh Allah accomplish me with thou has promised me O oh Allah bring about what uh, you have have promised me O oh Allah if this small band of Muslims is destroyed uh, they, they will not be worshipped you will not be worshipped on this uh, earth. He continued his supplication to, uh, to Allah, stretching his hands, facing the Qibla until his mantle slipped down from his shoulder. Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu anh, he, he picked it up, his mantle, and put it on his shoulder. Then he, uh, then he embraced him from behind and said, oh, Rasulullah, this uh, prayer of yours to your, to your Lord will, be, will suffice you. And he will fulfill for you what he has promised you. So Allah, the glorious and exalted, reveal uh, that this Quran is And about this ayah, the hadith continues on. So Allah helped with uh, angels. And Abu Zumail uh, said that the hadith was narrated to him by Ibn Abbas, who said, While on that day a Muslim was chasing a disbeliever, who was going ahead of him and he heard over him swishing of the whip and the voice of rider says go ahead Hayzum and he glanced at the uh, mushrik who had now fallen down on his back when he looked at him carefully he found that there was a scar on his nose and his face was torn as if it had been lashed with a whip and had turned green with its poison and Ansari came to Rasulullah and related this event to him. And Rasulullah's response was, You have told the truth. Uh, this was the help from the th- third heaven. Uh, <clears throat> now, uh, besides that, uh, there are uh, other incidents that happen on the Ghazwa. Uh, one of the, the ones I really like to mention, that because this incident has been uh, quoted some, many times, and it was quoted uh, out of context. One of the uh, one of the young man Omer, and uh, he was uh, sixteen year old. He flung away. Uh, he had some dates in his hand, and he threw those dates away, and crying out that these dates are holding me back from paradise. So now he. So this is about Ghazat al Badr. So saying that he plunged into the thick of the battle and died fighting bravely. Now most of the time, this hadith, unfortunately, I have heard in the context of. Uh, that sahabi, he threw the dates away because he wanted to go out in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. Uh, now, fi sabilallah, 
here meant fighting in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is used as if you're just doing something in the path of Allah, so you should not make anything a barrier for you. As this young man actually thought of the dates were becoming kind of a barrier for him to enter into Jannah. Because he understood if he fights in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal, and if he becomes a shaheed, he will enter into Jannah. This is how he looked at it. And he thought of the dates as the becoming the barrier. And he wanted to hurry towards uh, towards a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentions uh, about uh, uh, hurrying up towards getting into uh, getting into Jannah. <clears throat> now, uh, so this is uh, this is one of the incident that happened, and the ayah that I was referring to about hurrying up, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in Surah Al Imran, "Wasariu ila maghfiratim rabbikum wa jannatin arduha, arduha samawatu wal ard wadad lil muttaqin." And be meaning wasariu means be quick towards the maghfira from your Rabb. Uh, uh, and your uh, from from your Lord and for for paradise for the Jannah, uh, uh, whose uh, the 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 length of it is Arduha Samawatul Muttaqin and for the paradise as wide as the heavens and the earth. Look here, Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about hurry up towards the Jannah. This is a command from Allah Azza wa Jal, and this is how we should be uh, looking at. Uh, uh, fulfilling any command of Allah Azza wa Jal, and we find this uh, this uh, young man named Umar, radiyallahu an, uh, he uh, hurried up and he thought of it that even the dates were becoming a barrier for him to enter into Jannah. Now, uh, similarly, other incident that happened about uh, about the Malaika, uh, uh, the, one of the hadiths that discusses the, uh, about what happened was. Uh, Ibn Abbas mentions that while on the day of uh, a Muslim was chasing a disbeliever, he heard over him the, the swashing of the whip. Uh, this story actually I already mentioned. Uh, but the other story is when one of the Ansar uh, who, kept, uh, uh, who captured Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib, he was the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he came with the clan of uh, Bani Hashim as we know that some of the people who were forced to enter uh, uh, to come to this 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 battle and Abbas was one of them uh, so uh, when he was uh, uh, captured by one of the ansar or he brought the ansar brought uh, Abbas actually and who said uh, ya rasulullah by allah this man uh, Abbas is saying by allah this man did not capture me i was captured by a man who was bald and had most handsome face and who was riding a, a piebald horse I cannot see him here among the people. So Ansar said, no, I, I captured him. Oh, Rasulullah. Rasulullah said that be quiet, Allah the Almighty strengthen you with the help of a noble angel. So uh, it's, it was an angel actually again here in the case of Abbas also who helped uh, him to be uh, uh, to be uh, to to be brought as a prisoner of war at that time, uh, as as I mentioned before, when this battle was starting, uh, before actually they were Meccan were coming towards uh, uh, towards the Medina, uh, Shaitan came in the uh, in the disguise of Suraqa bin Malik. Now, when this battle the Badr started and the Kuffar were losing the the war. Uh, Shaitan actually he wanted to run away, and uh, he, uh, and they were looking for him uh, where, where Suraka was, and he was running away. And 
because he found out, he saw the angels and he realized now there is no hope for the Meccans to win this battle. So he, uh, as the hadith mentioned, that he, he ran and plunged himself into the sea. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually mentions in the Quran about uh, shaitan and this specific action of him coming in the guise of uh, uh, Suraqa bin Malik. He says that, وَإِذْ زَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ عَمَالَهُمْ وَقَالَ لَا غَالِبَ لَكُمْ الْيَوْمَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَإِنِّي جَارٌ لَكُمْ He says that, and remember when shaitan made the deeds pleasing to them and said, no one can overcome you today from among the people. Uh, and he was saying that, uh, indeed, I am your uh, protector. And then, uh, Look, how shaitan uh, deceived them. When he saw, but when, when as the ayah says, when, when the two armies sighted each other, he turned on his heel and said, Indeed, I am disassociated from you. Indeed, I see what you don't, do not see. Indeed, I fear Allah, and Allah is severe in, uh, in punishment. So here, right away, shaitan turned his back. And uh, he, uh, he, 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 he said it like this, because he saw that the, uh, there were uh, malaika who were helping the Muslims and uh, and the battle was going in the direction of the Muslims, so he ran away. He did not want to be be part of that, even though the kuffar who saw they were looking for Suraka and Suraka because he came in the shape of uh, in the guise of Suraka, he ran away. Now, uh, all the Meccans in general they started to to flee because of the the help came from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The person who really uh, wanted to stick around. The one who pushed the kuffar of the Mecca to come against the Muslims was Abu Jahl. So he, he stood firm and uh, he was trying to call the others, but people were uh, running away. And he was, uh, he was calling them in the name of Allah and, and, and Uzza, the, 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 the gods that they were worshipping. But uh, slowly and gradually people disappeared, very, very few people were around him. And uh, Abdul Rahman bin Auf, uh, he mentions in uh, uh, one of the uh, hadith reported in Sahih Muslim, he he talks about the uh, the day when Abu Jahl was uh, was in the in the in the army of the Meccans. He said that uh, while he was standing in the battle uh, of the Badr, he saw on his right side there was a young man. Uh, he came to him. He was a very young man. He was not too much into. You can tell he's not uh, very well. Uh, uh, equipped, not equipped, but uh, well trained in in fighting. But he came to him and he said in a very uh, secretive way that, uh, "Oh, uncle, do you recognize Abu Jahl?" And uh, uh, Abdul Rahman bin Auf said, "Yes. What do you want to do with him, oh nephew?" And he said that I have been told that he uh, he used to curse at Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, he abused Rasulullah uh, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by Allah in whose hand is my life. If I see him, I will, uh, and I, I will not leave him until one of us who is destined to die uh, is killed. Now, Abdul Rahman bin Auf continued on and he, uh, uh, he said that then he looked on, uh, so he, he pointed out towards him. And then he looked on his left, there was another young man. And uh, he came in the very same way. 
and he questioned the same things and the very same way he wanted to do the same, the same action. And uh, Abdul Rahman Biraf pointed uh, out to him as well which one was uh, Abu Jahl. So both of them actually ran. And one of the hadith says that, uh, uh, that they, they hid behind the bushes until they had got a clear uh, uh, vision of Abu Jahl and they attacked. But anyways, either way, whichever one was correct, they both dashed towards him and they struck him. And both of them struck him at the same time and they killed Abu Jahl. Now, they went back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, both of them, and they both started saying that they have killed uh, Abu Jahl. Uh, by the way, their names were Mu'adh bin Amr, and uh, one of the hadith says both their names are Mu'adh, one was Mu'adh bin Amr, and the other one was Mu'adh bin Al-Afra. While the other hadith says his name, one's name was Mu'adh bin Amr, and the other name was Mu'adh bin Al-Afra. Uh, either way, uh, these two young men, uh, are the one uh, who attacked Abu Jahl and they st- uh, struck him uh, at the same time. So when they came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Rasulullah Sallallahu asked him, uh, both were saying that they killed. So now Rasulullah Sallallahu asked him that, did you wipe your uh, swords? So they said, no, the blood was still on him. So Rasulullah Sallallahu checked the blood and he said, yes, both of you have killed him. It's not one or the other, rather both of them have killed. Now, when, uh, uh, when the battle was over, uh, actually, the Mu'ad bin Al-Afra, he, he actually was one of, was among one of the shuhada, and uh, the spoil of war was given to Mu'ad bin Amr uh, bin Al-Jumuha. This is when we talk about spoil of war, the one that was on the body of uh, Abu Jahl. So that, that was one of the rules of the battle, the one you have killed, you take his belongings. Now, uh, so... Uh, the, the Mu'ad bin Amr bin al-Jumuh is the one who got uh, the spoil of the war, but they both killed. Uh, actually, the story goes on. It's Ab- Abdullah bin Mas'ud is the one, actually, who found Abu Jahl. Uh, he was almost at the verge of the death, and uh, he, he went to him, and he stepped on his neck, and he said, Have you seen how Allah has disgraced you? Now, the enemy of uh, this Abu Jahl, he was still... Uh, like a tough guy, and he said, I'm not disgraced. I am no more than a man killed by his own people on the battlefield. And then he asked, so who has won the battle? Ibn Mas'ud said, Allah and his messenger. Then Abu Jahl said, uh, he said, you have followed a difficult ways, you shepherd. So he's trying to uh, uh, call him in a uh, a lowly manner, you shepherd, you have uh, chosen a difficult path. Ibn Mas'ud uh, at hearing this, because he used to be a shepherd in Mecca, hearing this, he uh, he chopped off Abu Jahl's head and took the head to Rasulullah to show him. Now, uh, when Rasulullah wasallam saw uh, Abu Jahl's head, he said, Allah, Allahu Akbar, Allah is great, praise to Allah, who has fulfilled his promise, assisted his servant, and defeated the confederates alone. Now, Rasulullah pointed at Abu Jahl and he said, that this is the Fir'aun of this nation, referring to Abu Jahl. And we know that when we talk about Fir'aun or Namrud or even cases like Abu Jahl or Abu Lahab, it's not necessarily we should be thinking of Fir'aun as means that the Fir'aun that was in Egypt. Rather, it is a lot of time been used also 
for as a symbolic manner that uh, they could be Pharaoh of uh, Pharaoh of different times uh, who are acting the way the Pharaoh acted. So in this case, Abu Jahl was acting like Pharaoh. So Rasulullah sallallahu referred to him as Pharaoh. So uh, there can be many Pharaoh in today's time as well. The one who act like Abu Jahl. Now. <clears throat> There are some very uh, uh, significant uh, things that happen, uh, incident that happened during uh, the Ghazatul Badr. Uh, one of the uh, one of the incident was when uh, uh, Abu Abayda bin Jarrah. Abu bin Jarrah was uh, uh, his father was not a Muslim uh, when uh, this battle was going on Ghazatul Badr, and he came. Uh, uh, he 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 ended up fighting his own father, uh, meaning uh, Abu Ubaidah, and uh, he did not really want to get in fight with him. But his father insisted, as uh, some of the reports talk about. And at the end, uh, Abu Abu Ubaidah he ended up uh, killing his own father. And some reports talk about that that uh, he felt. A uh, little bit uh, unease in his heart because his father was killed. Not that that he uh, he did not uh, he was uh, uh, he was not happy from the perspective of uh, that he did that in the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Is at the end of the day that was his father, and uh, uh, some of the mufassirun uh, did discuss uh, uh, this incident uh, as mentioned in Surah Al-Mujadila that says this ayah was revealed for uh, Abu Abayda. The, the ayah that says. لا تجد قوما يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر يوادون من حاد الله ورسوله ولو كانوا آباءهم وأبناءهم أو إخوانهم عشيرتهم. So the first part about آباءهم, uh, he that says that this is referred to Abu Ubaida. The meaning of the ayah is you will not find a people who believe in Allah and the last day having affection for those who oppose Allah and His Messenger, even if they were their fathers. Or their sons, or their brothers, or their kindred. Now, when it comes to this ayah, the part about father. I mean, this ayah was revealed. Uh, Abu Ubaidah, he came at ease, uh, and uh, and he he, he he calmed down about this. And because of his his uh, bravery like this, uh, Umar bin Khattab radiyallahu an, when uh, when he was on his deathbed uh, in his khilafah. He was uh, uh, he was asked to choose somebody as Khalifa after him, and uh, his reply was that if, if Abu Ubaidah was al- were alive, I would have appointed him the Khalifa because of the way uh, Abu Ubaidah uh, was. So, but he was not. So then he ended up with uh, the the remaining six from Ashar and Mubashara, meaning the the one who were given the glad tidings. So those six were the only ones who were alive at that time. Uh, anyways, so that was one. The other part of the ayah that talks about uh, Abna'ahum, uh, uh, Ibn Kathir says that this uh, part of the ayah was uh, for Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu Because in Ghazwat al-Badr, his son was uh, Abdurrahman, who was not a Muslim, and he was a very brave uh, archer, actually. And he came along with uh, the Meccans and uh, Abu Bakr uh, mentions that after Abdurrahman bin Auf became Muslim, he told his father that on the day of Badr, he was trying to avoid his father, Abu Bakr. Uh, so he, he did not, uh, actually he said he had a, ch- a shot at Abu Bakr, but he did not take it. Uh, 
the response of Abu Bakr was that if I, and I, he was looking for his son, and if he would have found his son, uh, Abdurrahman, he would have killed him. So about, about this, the ayah of Abna'uhum was revealed, uh, Ibn Kathir says, in the favor of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. When the, the other part that says, uh, it says that this ayah was revealed in the favor of Musab ibn Umair, because he killed his brother, Ubaid bin Umair. Uh, during the battle, and this, uh, there was another brother of him uh, that was uh, that came as a prisoner of war. And uh, when he was, he came as a prisoner of war. Uh, so one of the Sahabi, he was uh, tying down uh, his his brother um, uh, Abu Aziz. Uh, so when he was tying down, so he he said to the his Ansari brother, he said, "Tie him uh, firmly. His mother is rich now." His brother was kind of surprised and he reminded of him his, his relationship, his brotherhood. And the response of Mus'ab was that uh, the Ansari is uh, more of a brother for him than, than him because of the relationship of Islam. So uh, Ibn Kathir says the, ayah, the part of the ayah that talks about the, uh, the, 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 their brothers, Ikhwanahum, uh, is about Mus'ab ibn Umar. And Ashiratahum, uh, Part, which means the kindred or the people who belong to their families or their tribes was revealed about Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an and also about Hamza and Ali and Ubaidah bin al-Harith because they fought their own relatives and, and killed all. So Umar, he killed one of his relatives and brother as well besides Hamza, Ali and Ubaidah bin al-Harith as we talked about in the beginning of the Ghazwatul Badr they were part of the duel and they were fighting their own, uh, own relatives. Um, so uh, um, there, there are many other uh, incidents we find, incidents like Abdurrahman bin Auf, uh, and uh, he is, was very close to Umayyah bin, uh, bin Khalaf. And uh, because of his uh, friendship uh, in the pre-Islamic era, uh, in Ghazwat al-Badr, when it ended, so it was already ended, and uh, Abdurrahman bin Auf saw Umayyah and his son among the captives. So they are not the ones in the battlefield we're talking about doing in uh, they came as captives so he wanted to uh, uh to he, he threw away the armor he had as a spoil and walked uh, with with them both so now bilal when he saw uh umayyah bin uh, khalaf uh, who was the uh, the modern was a modern of rasulullah the caller of the adhan and when and he used to be tortured by umayyah and when he saw that, he really wanted to go and uh, attack Umayyah. So uh, Abdurrahman bin Auf, he tried to ease the tension. But when other Muslims also saw Umayyah and his son, they attacked uh, and they first they attacked the, 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 the son and they uh, attacked the son and they killed him and they uh, killed Umayyah also. <clears throat> uh, besides that. Uh, uh, when Rasulullah actually order, uh, ordered that if you find uh, Abu Bakr uh, Abdul, uh, Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib uh, and Abu uh, Bukhtari bin Hisham, they should not be killed. They should be uh, they should be uh, they should be uh, taken as captives. Now uh, Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib was taken as captive. When, when it come, because both of them were actually forced to come to the Ghazwat uh, al-Badr. Now, but, uh, and, uh, Abu Bukhtari bin Hisham was one of the people 
if uh, if we remember when the boycott happened, he was one of those five who helped Rasulullah and the Sahaba to be taken out of the boycott when they went to the Kaaba and they they planned uh, in a way that uh, this the, the boycott that was happening uh, was 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 unjust and it should not be happening to the Muslims. Uh, to cut the story short, uh, he was also ordered in this time not to uh, not to be killed. Now the problem with Bukhtari bin Hisham, who was not a Muslim, and he still did not become a Muslim, uh, he actually did not. He, he there was another person with, along with him, and he wanted to uh, protect. Uh, uh, and uh, because of that protection, he wanted to continue to fight the Muslims. And because of that, he ended up being killed as well. But Abu al-Bukhtari was, uh, uh, unfortunately, he died in the uh, in the state of, uh, he was not a Muslim. <clears throat> now, after the Ghazwat al-Badr uh, ended, and the uh, bodies of, uh, of the Kuffar, they were thrown into, uh, uh, they were gathered together, and they were all thrown into one of the wells. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he went to uh, one of the, uh, went to the well where about twenty four of the leaders of uh, uh, of the the Meccans were uh, were buried and he said to them like this ya fulan ya fulan wa ya fulan ibn fulan ayasurukum annakum ataatum Allah wa Rasulah fa inna qad wajadna mawadna Rabbuna haqqa fa hal wajadtum mawada Rabbukum haqqa Rasulullah sallallahu started calling them. Uh, by uh, by fulan and fulan by the by the names and uh, he 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 told them that uh, basically uh, uh, he said on the day of the badr the hadith actually uh, continues like this it is reported by Abu Talha that on the day of the badr Rasulullah ordered the, the the corpse of the twenty four leaders of Quraysh should be thrown into one of the dirty uh, dry well of badr uh, and uh, Rasulullah uh, Rasul that whenever he conquered some people, he used to stay at the battlefield for three day, three nights. So on the third day of the battle, brother, he ordered that uh, his she camel be saddled, and then he set out, and his companions followed him, saying among staying, uh, saying among themselves, uh, definitely he is proceeding for some great purpose. When he halted at the edge of the well, he addressed the corpses of the uh, of the Quraysh uh, kuffar by their names. And their father's names, O son, uh, and O son of O son, and he said, uh, "Would it have pleased you if you had obeyed Allah and His uh, Messenger? Uh, we have found true, uh, true what our Lord promised us. Have you uh, too found true what your Lord has promised?" So Umar he saw Rasulullah talking to the dead bodies. So he said, "You are speaking to bodies that have no soul." So Rasulullah said by him in whose hand Rasulullah Muhammad's soul is, you do not hear what I say better than they do. Meaning they hear as good as you uh, you hear. This hadith is reported by uh, by Bukhari. <clears throat> now when this news of uh, the Kuffar's uh, defeat got to Mecca, uh, the person who, who, who took this news, the very first person who made this news to uh, to the Meccans were Haysaman al Haysaman bin Abdullah al Khuzai, and uh, <clears throat> and he, he narrated them to to them how their uh, notables were killed, and people they did not believe in him, and uh, uh, and it was told also actually 
how the angels uh, helped uh, the, the Muslimin. So Abu Sufyan and Abu Lahab, they got very uh, angry. And Abu, Abu, Abu Lahab, actually, he started beating up uh, some of the, the weak ones. Uh, and uh, not only that, they were they started beating up, they, he also hit uh, Umm al-Fadl. Uh, she was a Muslim, uh, and uh, he hit her in a way that her head started ble- bleeding. And uh, uh, after he did this, uh, hitting Umm al-Fadl, actually he himself... Uh, died of uh, of uh, of an ulcer and was left for three days unburied and his sons actually uh, because of uh, of the of the rumors the shameful rumors are happening drove him into a pit and keep the distance and hurled stones and dust at him meaning they basically did not want to even touch his body the way his body uh, was thinking now uh, because of the loss what they did was they ordered the Meccans that they are not allowed to do an, uh, any kind of a noha, uh, meaning they're not allowed to cry for their, uh, the people who died. Because they did not want, give, want to give any kind of a comfort, comfort to the Muslims that their uh, people have died and now they are crying for their, uh, their, their people. So they ordered you cannot even cry. On the other side, the Muslims... Uh, 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 got this news through Abdullah bin Rawaha and uh, Zaid bin Harith. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam actually uh, sent these two to dispatch them to Medina to go and give this glad tidings uh, to uh, to the to the Muslim in Medina. Zaid bin Haritha, uh, he was actually riding the the camel of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam al Qaswa uh, al Qaswa and. Uh, when the uh, when the uh, when the Yahud and the Munafiqin, when they saw uh, Zaid bin Al Haritha on the Qaswa, they started a rumor that Rasulullah has been killed and the uh, Muslims have lost. But uh, when Abdullah bin Rawaha and Zaid bin Haritha they came and they gave the, the glad tidings or they gave, gave them the good news about uh, about the Muslims' uh, victory. Uh, uh, but they 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 gave the, the the victory and Muslims were happy. But at the same time, there was a time when Rasulullah Sallallahu daughter Ruqayya uh, bint Muhammad Sallallahu she also passed away. She was actually terminally ill right before Ghazatul Badr started. She was a wife of Uthman, and uh, uh, when they got there, they just uh, completed burial of Ruqayya. Uh, and but uh, this good news came right after the death of Ruqayya. So uh, today, inshallah, we'll stop here about Ghazwatul Badr, and uh, next week we'll talk about. Uh, we'll start from uh, how the Muslims uh, divided the uh, the spoil of war, uh, or what what was done with the spoil of war, and uh, how the captives were captives were taken care of after Ghazwatul Badr. Uh, and we'll, after that we'll talk about Ghazwatul Uhad inshallah next week. So I'll stop here and if there's any questions or comments about the subject that was covered today, inshallah I will uh, answer that. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.